guys and welcome to episode 15 of Axing the Future. I'm your host Axel or as most of you guys know me as 56th Grid. In today's episode we're going to be talking to Ed who is the GoPro social media manager for Australia. So welcome Ed. Welcome, well thanks. Thanks for having me Ax. Yeah, thank you for taking your time to be on this. So we're going to start off by, can you tell, for the people that don't know anything about you, tell us a bit about yourself. All right, uh, I run a company called Two Palms Media, and we run the social media for GoPro here in Australia and New Zealand. Uh, we also work with Amazon Prime Video, so whenever they release a new title, we are the ones who come up with a bit of a creative idea of how to get it out to market. Um, it's a pretty fun space to be in. That sounds like so much fun, I'm not going to lie. I This is the life you and my last episode, Nick, are living is the life I want to hopefully one day I kind of adapt to and live that life in some sort of way. Hey, it's a, it's a good lifestyle, I tell you that. <laughs> yes, sounds like one. So obviously you are the GoPro, oh, you guys are the GoPro social media managers. How did that come about? And tell us a bit more about that in depth. Well, a few years ago, um, GoPro were looking to launch uh, their social channels. So they originally just had GoPro uh, in the US and that sort of I guess service the whole world uh, and then they look to connect with their local communities so uh, in Australia they asked us to set up a local social media channel and work out which content creators were using the product and and how we could nurture their creativity through using the product and it all kicked off from there so we started back in 2015 I think the GoPro ANZ which covered Australia and New Zealand and then launched in 31 international markets after that so adding the likes of India Argentina Germany all into the mix which is which is pretty cool they've got a what, 29 million plus following now across their international handles which is huge geez that's really big how many followers are at the ANZ one I think we're sitting on about 245,000 at last count that's don't insane. quote me on that <laughs> that, that's I mean, that, around there that's still awesome so how does that work do you guys for like for content like how does it work do you guys reach out to people or how does that whole process work I mean everything's been grassroots and relationship based since the start so um, we have we know who has cameras in Australia we know where they are we've placed a lot of them so a lot of the times we'll work with partnerships so we've got one with Taronga Zoo at the moment uh, they've been doing some great content with their animals especially in the climate we find ourselves in when people aren't available to go and see the zoo we can create content and share that across our channels uh, partnerships with Threadbow so if people are going skiing with their shooting content um, getting them inspired about what they can do what how they can use their product and generally it feeds the virtuous cycle so you see someone doing some cool stuff with a GoPro uh, and you've got one too invariably you want to try it that is so true I have to be completely honest being a fellow GoPro user myself as soon as you see something on the media channels all you want to do is try it try it and inquire more into it (laughs) what's the craziest thing you've done with a GoPro yeah Um, I don't know if it's crazy for my YouTube I do like a POV photography where I'll go out into the city and I have it strapped on and then I'll take photos I've done Lots of underwater stuff. I've, uh, what have I done? I've popped around the surfboard. That's not really yeah. cool, but I've, 
got close to breaking a couple, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm not the most care- <laughs> careful human being that I pro- possibly could be. Yeah, I don't really know how to add on to that. But we're, so was this always your dream going up, growing up? Or how did this whole, like what were your dreams as a kid? I think my dreams as a kid, I just wanted to play sport. All I wanted to do was play sport. And it didn't really matter. It could have been tennis, golf. Like, that's all I wanted to do. But invariably, I mean, no one wants to be a business owner. Like, no really? one ever. I don't, I don't know. As a kid, you think, you think, well, what do you want to, what do you dream about as you grow up? And everyone goes, oh, I want to be a firefighter, or I want to be in the army, or I want to be a sportsman. But a business owner is never one of those things that has ever popped into my head as something I'd like to do. And I just found myself in this position and I like it because I have people around me who I would, even if I didn't run the business, I would have them around me anyway. Yeah. So I think it's more, it's, you got to choose your community and choose your tribe that you work with. And I think that's pretty exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. That's like, funnily enough, one of my dreams, even though it doesn't, it's not too popular to be a business owner, but that's one of my dreams. Um, <laughs> but, you know, with getting into obviously being I guess a business owner what age should you start to kind of find that that is a possibility to choose in life for you I think um I gave it a crack when I was at university I was studying geography and geography isn't there's not too many options you can do with that there's a lot of there's a very set path for geographers you can be a school teacher um, or you can go into cartography, government jobs. Um, and so I actually set up a company which allowed me to understand the fundamentals of business. Um, I worked with sort of local communities to connect them with students and how they could offer their products and services um, at preferable rates between the two. And then ran some nightclub nights as well, just to, you know, to throw myself in the deep end and see how it all ran. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed, I learned so much more then by practically doing something um, than I ever have working for someone else. And then I went into working for other people for six years or so and decided that I wanted to learn more. Wow, um, that's actually, a, I love, it's funny, there's a bit of a pattern with everyone that comes on that I, you know, business owners or whatever, kind of the way it works that they, they didn't really, as a kid, really think that that was going to be what they would we're going to end up doing but yeah I've noticed there's especially with people like you there's a bit of a pattern which is interesting I don't know how it would kind of all link together but in some way there is a pattern so uh, we've obviously talked about your dreams as a kid what are your dreams now and for the future it does not have to be business related it could be small it could be huge it could be whatever oh that's a good question um I suppose they change every six months at the moment um I mean, just to live it, stay living in Australia is a is one of mine. I mean, I moved here seven years ago um, with a plan to travel back overland to London, and I still that's still something I really want to do is just get a backpack and just travel overland, hop between countries, and take the Trans Siberian Highway, get on the train from Mongolia to Eastern Europe, and and kind of. Yeah, just immerse myself in other cultures and I think that's at the bones of it that's what I'd really like to do is just go out and experience different cultures and understand them and, and how they function and I don't know what to do with that information 
makes me yeah. <laughs> it gives me a bit of a buzz like, yeah I, other I, people. I can totally understand that what makes you want to do that or what why is because I'm by the sounds of things you're a very keen traveler what is the reasons why you love traveling so much I think as a as a kid we always were taught to kind of immerse ourselves and and talk to other communities I went to Kenya three times before I was 18 and just spent some time with different tribes there and talking to them and, and understanding about how they grew up and, and what challenges they were facing and I just found at the bare bones of it we all face the same challenges like it's just in different environments I think capitalism or, or money often drives us to want things that deep down we really don't want we just have spare cash and we're like mm. oh yeah we'll buy that but do you really want that at the end of the day uh, I'm more of a practical person oh yeah I, I like that that's that's what I'm trying to be. I'm not going to lie. That's not me at the moment. Um, you know, when you have a bit of whatever extra money, all you want to do is often, or I'm guessing this is a very common pattern that you want to spend it, but that's that's a goal I'm working towards is saving, <laughs> saving up more because you end up buying all this crap that you think you need and then you never end up using. And then there's, I guess, just at the end of the day, a bit of a waste. <laughs> <laughs> So if you could go back to age 12, um, which is my current age, what advice would you give yourself and why would you give that advice? My advice would be stick, stick with learning musical instruments, pay attention to foreign languages, and um, try and find a motivating factor to learn for myself. I often found school, I was taught to and I didn't absorb the information because who likes being told what to do yeah very true and I think since discovering kind of independence through university that about learning and I think I'd value my education a lot more if I found my own motivation to learn and would probably get more out of it so that, that would be my three things so were you the type of kid that didn't really love school in some oh, ways I just all I want to do is play sport I would sit in lessons and that's all I'd think about which sports and, uh, I played field hockey Squash, tennis, golf, swimming, uh, fifteen hundred meters, eight hundred meters—you name it. I wanted to do it. Um, were you were you a very were you like the top the top kid in the grade or? I was pretty good, pretty good at team sports. But when it came, that definitely came a downfall to my academic side of things because I just found it difficult to concentrate. I, I know, um, I know how you feel. It's, I mean, it's not easy, especially when there's like all you want. Like, sure actually you want to get out in the surf and that's probably what you want to do day in day out but you know time management actually understanding what you're meant to learn is is equally important too mm, totally i completely agree so with you know obviously two palms and whatever else you're working on in the world right now do you have any big plans for the coming future which is co including the corona circumstances um i mean Corona hasn't really affected us as a business as much as we thought it would. I think the travel business, which we've been doing some great work in over the last year, has been affected hugely. Um, but I always try and look at a few things sort of three years down the line. And what does three years look like from now? It's not what satisfies the current trends at the moment. It's about how can you establish a foundation which has longevity um, and how you operate. 
and I think my team support that vision so we've got a few things we've got some podcast opportunities coming up in terms of our original productions which I still think podcasting has a good two years of growth left here before it catches up to the, the levels of the US market and there's definitely some opportunities there I think um short sharper documentary style videos will be more important over the next couple of years mm-hmm. uh, we're very accustomed to 60 minutes but increasingly 30 minute documentaries 20 minute documentaries i think there's a real power in a 10 minute documentary how you mm. can get that story across in such a short space of time but keep the user engaged and um well, i think content Content and storytelling are key. There's a lot of information. How do we capture someone's attention for more than five seconds, 30 seconds? And I think storytelling is at the heart of that. How can you connect emotionally with a community or someone about content? Yeah, totally. I 100% agree on that as a fellow aspiring documentary maker. (laughs) It is, I mean, I personally think it's very hard because in today's society, especially with our generation, we're very, we want... I mean, this is kind of a stereotypical a bit, but people want things quick because you have access to it. So nowadays, not... I mean, from what I know from my friends, that 60-minute documentaries aren't always going to catch us. It's, you know, the 5, 10, 20-minute documentaries that, funnily enough, often bring the most to a viewer because sometimes 60 minutes for a lot of people can be a bit much. Seems a bit daunting. Yeah, but I, I love documentaries, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> How good are yeah. Sitting down watching, I don't know, if it's David Attenborough, if it's a surf documentary, whatever it is, I love all of that stuff. All right, so we're going to go in to one of my signatures that I love doing. I have a spin the wheel up virtually here. I'm going to ask some quick fire questions. You're going to answer them. There's a couple weird ones, um, which is a bit of fun, obviously. So okay. we're going to spin this wheel. And the first question is, what is your favourite song? What's my favourite song? Oh, and this is quick fire. Oh, it can be I should have already answered by now. That's fine. Uh, Hotel California by the Eagles. Oh yeah, I, I don't mind that song. It's, well, don't mind it. It is an absolute classic. Right. Listen to the lyrics, Act, I'm telling you. Okay, I'm going to do that on our way home from this, from this trip. Alright, next one. What is your dream car? Oh, my dream car. I'm an I'm a Bond guy, so an Aston Martin Vantage wouldn't be wouldn't be too bad. I mean, yeah, definitely. Can, can you beat it? Well, or I'm either that or a Land Rover Defender. Like, oh yeah. I can just just one of those. Bitch, or maybe take both. Yeah, I'll take Package both. Deal. I'll take both. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite country and your favorite city? Mm, my favorite country has got to be. A toss-up between the Philippines or New Zealand. I think. Why is that? Philippines, the people, the food, the just the the water, the, the lifestyle there is just incredible. They're just so kind-natured. It's just such a beautiful place to be around. Whereas Newcastle, uh, Newcastle, uh, New Zealand is um, it's like Jurassic Park without the dinosaurs. It's absolutely stunning. Like. You wake up every morning, you look outside, and you feel like you're in a dream. Yeah. Um, but city-wise, um, I don't, I'm going to say Sydney. Yeah. I hate, I hate to say it, but it's the one city that literally has everything. 
and the, yeah. like, Vancouver is similar but just doesn't quite have the all year round weather that we can enjoy here. Yeah, that, that's so my mum, uh, you guys might know, she really wants to move to Sydney because the thing that I personally love about Sydney, it's got the surf, it's got good weather pretty much all year round compared yeah. to cold Melbourne, it's got the city life, it's got good nature, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much it's almost cool. combining lots of good cities. Some places it's got a New York vibe, other places it's got, you know, I, Sydney, in my opinion, it's got pretty much everything. So It's a good place. You should move here, Axe. Maybe. We're thinking of maybe moving here for a couple of months to give it a go and then go sure. from there. Be good fun. All right, next question. What, who is your favourite YouTuber? Oh, my favourite YouTuber. Do I have to plug my own talent here? I mean, I love Sarah's day. She's sensational. I mean, she's just real, authentic and, and gets the job done. But there's some other great ones like Matt Vanderpoot, his time-lapse photography mm. is incredible. Um, I mean, there's there's that many. Yeah. I, where, do, where do I start? Yeah. Yes Theory, they do, they do some really good stuff. Got Yes Theory good. merchandise on right now. Have you? Seek Discomfort. Yeah, the boys they do they do some really good stuff and it all started from a good place in twenty fifteen and I've sort of been following from the early days. So yeah, same here. Well not early early, but yeah. probably <laughs> probably about twenty seventeen for me. I'm, yeah. I'm they're like my favourite YouTubers. I I have like two hoodies, five T shirts and they, like I am the biggest discomfort dude. I don't know why, it's just I guess the story that they bring and everything it just and the challenges all come from a good place as well yeah. there's one you should you should check out andreas hem he'll be the next i love him i yeah. love him he'll be the next big 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 thing if he's yeah. not already i discovered him when he was about twenty thousand subscribers i don't know what he's on now but he's only i think he just he's like 150k the guy has a storytelling gift oh and he's just you know always bringing around the red camera yeah it's crazy. Did you see the documentary Yef Siri did? No, I haven't with him seen it. In it? No, you, I haven't seen it yet. You have to see it. It's on YouTube. It's okay. free, but you should. I, I saw it. So Andreas Hemp, they're str- everyone's struggling. You know, Sam Calder, everyone's there struggling enough with a backpack. And then there's him with like two reds, a yeah. big drone. <laughs> like he's, he's so overkill, but I love him yeah. for that. He's such a... Feels like so, and he feels like such a genuine guy. Yeah, is it uh, my friend Max? Live uh, to the Max. He's been working with him on a fair bit of, fair bit of content over these last few years, and he just says he's the loveliest guy. Yeah, you know, live to the Max. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's my he's my accountability buddy. Oh he, yeah. Uh, he's he keeps me accountable for my goals each year. We send a screenshot every year, and uh, there's a quarterly check in just to make sure we're on the right path. I like that. That's actually such a good idea. I might have to start doing that with some with some fellow photographers. Alright, who is your favourite Instagrammer? Instagrammer. Ooh. Two very hard questions. I mean Nick Love and Adventure, who was on your episode fifteen, he's a he's a pretty good Instagrammer. But in terms of creativity, I would have to say maybe Cash Bunny just crushes it. Absolutely brilliant. So creative. Um, the other Casey McPerry is also a mm-hmm. really talented Instagrammer. Um, they just use the platform and make it a work of art. Definitely. And, and you can't beat that. I totally agree. Uh, who? What is your favorite quote? Uh, Be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. I think I it's Os- Oscar Wilde. It's 
Yeah. I don't know, something about it has always stuck. Yeah, it almost explains for itself. It's, I love that quote personally. I think it, you should do a vision board. I think that was on it at one point. I love that quote. It's such a... It um, makes so it's much humbling. sense. But it's so... Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. It's very humbling. All right, we can go to the next one. And it is your favourite book. My favourite book. Well, I'm currently reading Let My People Go Surfing, which is written by the founder of Patagonia. And it's, I'm 50 pages and I'm hooked. Like the philosophy, the, the understanding behind it is just fantastic. I might have to give it a read you, then. You need to give it a read. It, I think you're in a good place to give it a read as well. All right. That's, I'll pop that on my next book list, even though I hardly read. That made it sound like I read a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I never read. All right, next question. What is your favorite food? Food. Mac and cheese is the first thing that came to mind. If I'm in a comfort mood, I'm in. I'm talking about mac and cheese. Mac and cheese on the couch in oh. front of a fire with a good movie. Oh, see, Oof. now you're talking my language. <laughs> that's that's the lifestyle. Or even you know, Maldives sitting waterfront, feeding water. Well, I don't know whether Maldives. You'd have to be in the mountains somewhere, looking out onto some snowy mountains and. Far out, you're making me... me, (laughs) I miss that so much. Maldives screams of fresh prawns and then... Yeah, true. Yeah, it's more... Yeah, yeah. is your mac and cheese for sure. I agree. Your your warm food. That's... I should have thought of that. Sorry, my bad. (laughs) Anyway, what is your favourite smoothie? Smoothie? Not really a smoothie guy, but I'd probably have an acai one. I, I had a few in Brazil during the Olympics and I was hooked for about three months afterwards. And just never quite satisfied with how the Australians did them. Hi, oh, yeah. interesting. What type is your favourite? Berry. Berry. Yeah. yeah. Good old mixed berry. Good old mixed berry. Whew. I mean, stains stains your white shirts because invariably I'm messy enough mm. to to get it all over myself. But who isn't? Oh, it makes it look like you enjoyed it. Exactly. More. <laughs> and it's full messy. Exactly. You know, you know you've had fun with it. Um. All right. We're gonna do one more now, and it is. Who is your favourite Sydney, it could be vlogger, it could be content creator, surfer, like who's your favourite, let's just, let's put it as vlogger, YouTuber vlogger in Sydney. Oh, Sam Evans is my go-to, um, just kills it, Yeah. has a natural gift for storytelling and is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. He feels like one. He is. I'm he is. To, I think I might try to get him on my podcast actually. You should, you should drop him a text. Drop me, drop me a DM on Instagram. All right, I might even do that straight after this. All right, so one thing I want to do, I always do it before I finish a podcast, is there anyone that you could get me in touch with that you think would suit my podcast? Ooh, there's a fair few people out there. All right. Depends where you want to film it. But there's... It can be online, like over, I have a website where I film most of mine. Let's, let's start with Sam Evans. Alex Hayes is also... I really... love Alex so much. Alex. I've actually tried... Um, Tried emailing and DMing him a couple of times, but when you're such a big creator, it's so hard to get in touch with them. All right, let's let's try and get Alex Hayes on. Oh, that'd be he's, so sick. He's someone who would he'd give you some real insights. Yeah, I totally agree. All right, thank you so much for that. That is going to do it for episode 15 of Axing the Future. If you did enjoy this podcast, please do go check out his Instagram. What is your Instagram? Ed Ringwood. Make sure to go check that out. I'll have that in the description of this podcast. 
My Instagram is 56grid if you want to check it out. If you did enjoy the podcast and you're on iTunes, I'd really appreciate If you go leave it a little rating, if it's five star, I would appreciate it. But any rating, I'd be completely happy with. And if you're on Spotify or even iTunes, share it with one friend, two friends, three friends that you think would benefit from either this episode or any of the other episodes. And then if they share it and so on and so on, we'll start to grow a bit more of a community. I'll be able to inspire more people. So that's one of my goals. I really hope you did enjoy this podcast of Axe in the Future. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. We out.